bringing you around the world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com VoiceAmerica.com welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now here's the host and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Good morning, listeners. How are you? Today we are talking about something very serious that I hope you're tuning in about and listening to, and perhaps maybe everybody will learn something and be able to communicate with their children a little better. The name of our topic today is Teen Truth, Teenagers, Bullying, and School Violence, which is based on a new documentary that is produced on DVD, and we are beginning to talk with the director, Aram Christopher. Welcome, Aram. Hi, Cindy. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. I haven't spoken to you. I, I spoke to John Paul, the producer, so I feel like he was your agent. <laughs> Sometimes he acts like it. <laughs> I mean, well, first of all, congratulations. We hear that you came back from your honeymoon in one piece. Yes, I did. Thank you very much. And thanks for having uh, me on the show. No, no, it's a pleasure, really. I told John that um, as a communicator and a, and a parent and a person that's very privy to the news, um, I thought that it was really well shot, and I thought as a director you did a very, very good job in trying to portray both to teenagers and parents how a teenager thinks just by the camera angles and the way that you wanted to shoot it in a realistic, dark, MTV kind of a way, and I think that you had the intention of wanting to reach the dual audience. Am I correct? Yeah, that's definitely correct. Okay. Um, and what's really interesting about that style is uh, it's something that the, the teens really wanted. I mean, we went out and asked them, because we, we didn't want it to be something that um, they d didn't want to see, because a lot of educational videos out there really put you to sleep. No, no, it's, it, especially from a teenager's point of view, they have the attention span of a gnat. <laughs> <laughs> now, particularly in, you know, I think in this generation of teenagers and the last generation of teenagers, it's, um, it's, it's different. It's a different kind of culture. They're, they're all brought up by technology, um, you know, everybody that, you know, is probably ages, you know, 11 to 30 today, even though that's an older teen, um, <laughs> you know, have all been brought up by this online communication mechanism, which is very different from the telephone. You have access to so much more information. And, Definitely. You know, and I think what happens is, is parents think, oh, how cute, you know, the kids are communicating online, they're learning how to communicate, they're learning the computer, they're learning how to interact without maybe thinking sometimes, hey, who are they talking to? <laughs> right, right. So um, why don't you talk about how you had the idea, or, um, you know, I, or how you were brought into the project, because I really have no idea because nobody told me, so you can tell my listeners. <laughs> okay, perfect. Um, well, actually, John and I went to school together. We went to college together. Um, and it was always our dream to um, put together a company where we could produce um, films that the intention would be to change the world. Now it's very idealistic, but uh, we believe that um, we believe that we can do that over time um, if you reach one pe person at a time. But basically, um, after the Columbine um, shootings, um, shooting, and then the, the subsequent shootings that happened after, I was very pretty affected by um, you know the the media coverage and, and why these kids would, kids would do it. And, and actually, the media coverage really focused on um, uh, adults asking the questions, the experts, and um, placing the finger on who, you know, who's responsible for this. And, and I, I really found that uh, 
they didn't really ask the teen, teenagers what was going on and, and, and why they think this was happening. Um, so we we thought that maybe um, if we gave the teen, teenagers a chance to talk, that we could really kind of undercover, um, you know, the real reason why these these uh, uh, shootings were happening. So we went out and we actually interviewed um, about 150 students from around California, just really impromptu. We didn't have any money. Did it with a, a mini DV camera, and um, we just tried to find groups of teens and sit in the middle of them and ask them questions. And what we found was these teens wanted to talk about everything for extended periods of time. Um, and at the end, we'd always ask, you know, do you think uh, it would be valuable? Would you want to watch a film about other teenagers talking about what's on their mind? And every one of them said yes. And a lot of these occasions, we actually ran out of tape. Wow. So we, we <laughs> yeah, it was fascinating to us. Um, well, people, I don't think that people want to hear the teenagers' points of view very often, and I think that's part of the problem. <laughs> exactly, absolutely. And a lot of the studies, uh, and a lot of the, you know, the studies would reflect also what the teenagers said, where they, they would reply how parents don't listen to them. Um, yeah, a lot of people want to talk to them about what they're doing wrong um, and how they should do things right, but nobody really wants to just hear, you know, how they're feeling. And it's really, I find it really interesting because a lot of the issues that teenagers are dealing with today are the same issues that parents are dealing with just as an, another level. For example, um, you know, the obsession with money and, and being successful. Kids are still also worried about that. Um, looking great, um, being accepted. I think parents and kids are also worrying about that just on a different level. Um, the obsession with body. Um, a lot of... Um, uh, you know, people in their 30s and 40s are uh, worrying about plastic surgery, getting personal trainers. Kids are kids are also worried about their weight and and how they look and if they're going to be able to find a you know boyfriend or a girlfriend. Well, of course, um, I would even I would even say that you know what your your point is is that in today's culture, um, in this generation, parents are more obsessed with how they're yes. looking and you know and. You know, plastic surgery, especially in California. Oh, absolutely. New York and California more so than probably other parts of the country. But, you know, it's funny if a parent and a kid could bond on that issue. You know, yeah, why can't, why can't you just talk about it? And, you know, you say, you say mostly California and New York, but think about the, the makeover TV shows. Where are most of those contestants coming from for those reality shows? No, that's a good Most, point. That's a very you know, they're good coming point. from the Midwest. <laughs> I know. I, I spent some time, you know, I spent a good amount of time in Louisville, Kentucky on a project last year, and I just, the only thing that I wanted to point out was is that, you know, the thinking there, there, there's not this fixated obsession with weight, mm-hmm. really. <laughs> that's <laughs> as true. As there is here in California. I mean, people, in, there are some people in the hinterlands that might watch you know, extreme makeover and stuff like that. But day in and day out, they're all eating fried foods and drinking a lot of alcohol. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> um, true. <laughs> um, I guess that was my point. But, you know, you're right. There's definitely a new obsession with how one looks. And if it's not personally, it's definitely aspirationally because of the television shows. You're definitely Absolutely. About that. Absolutely. And, um, so, you know, go ahead. You could talk. Go ahead. Oh, so- well, well, I was just going to go back. So basically, we um, we did these interviews, and uh, we decided that there was definitely a need for this. Um, so we we uh, bought some cameras off eBay, 
and uh, uh, selected um, five diverse teens, diverse socially, economically, um, and racially, and had them film their senior year with no crew, no, you know, basically from their perspective, they could film whatever they thought was important to them. And we had them do video journals um, every other night. Um, just We had them start out doing at least a minute. And then we, I told them to, I want you to talk about anything that's on your mind before you go to bed. Because a lot of times, you know, before you go to bed, a lot of people can't sleep because they have so many things running through their mind. So I thought this might be a... Kind of like a therapeutic session for them. Right. And what right. was interesting, what was very interesting is that um, I remember starting the project and a lot of the, the teens would, you know, write, uh, write me or call me and say, you know, I'm having a real problem with this. I can't just sit in front of the camera and talk. And I said, you know, just give it time. And about two months into it, these kids started, their journals started getting longer and longer. And Actually, a couple of the teens on camera would say, you know, I love talking to the camera because it gets me a chance for someone to listen to me. Mm-hmm. And we got some really, really interesting, I mean, some of the kids even cried on camera. Oh, I, I saw, you know, I think that everybody should see Teen Truth. Is it available for people to get on a website or? Yes, you can actually, um, you, could, you can get it on Amazon.com. Um, or you can go to customflix.com and, and do a search. Uh, well, actually, in both you could search. Um, and we have a MySpace site at uh, www.myspace.com uh, or forward slash Teen Truth. And there, there's banners where you can click and um, and get the, uh, the DVD. And then we also have an educational version that is packaged with a curriculum that was created by um, psychologists and counselors. And that's what we're piloting through schools so we can get as many teens watching it as possible. Uh, no, I think that's brilliant. I think a lot of parents should watch it too. Um, you know, I'm glad that you've taken, you know, a very proactive marketing approach, you know, educationally. And I think that this is a must-see, you know, for any any teenager to understand that they could relate to other teenagers' frustrations and really for parents of teenagers so they could wake up and smell the coffee a little bit. So, um, you know, totally look for Teen Truth on Amazon.com and through MySpace, yes? Yes, yes, definitely. Um, This is a must-see as a parent of three teenagers who are, thank God, almost all grown up. Um, (laughs) I made it, man, I made it. (laughs) Um, I really think that this is a must-see. It's um, it's very, I have to say, it's very economical and very short. I think that you did a great job in overseeing the editing because these things can go on, but you get right to the point, Aram. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that's what we wanted to do. Um, Um, You know, a lot of times when you see, you know, um, a movie or, you know, you know, ambitious documentaries that are only ambitious in length <laughs> because they have money, <laughs> they have to spend mm-hmm. it, um, you don't get to the point. And I think the reason why Teen Truth is so important as a handbook for teenagers and parents is because it is short, and you really cut through the clutter, and you cut to the chase. And teenagers don't have the patience to watch something that's elaborate these days. I mean, it's just the Internet culture. It, you know, teenagers don't have a long attention span anyway, but, you know, the culture today has made it more, you know, difficult to have a short, you know, to have a long attention span anyway. And I thought you were brilliant in getting into a teenager's head, a teenager's point of view. You didn't waste any time. Every teenager brings a lesson 
So, you know, there you go. That's a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. You know, one thing I want to comment on, Cindy, is that the reason I made it so short is also because well, we, the primary purpose was to get it in the classroom, and we wanted something where there would be discussion afterwards. Well, you, it was did, like, a, walk- you, you did an excellent, excellent job for that venue. But listen, we have to take a short break. That's why I'm okay. cutting you off. I'm not being rude, but you're going to come back, and we're going to talk about it more and how it's going to be used in classrooms even more after today. So let's okay. take a short break. You'll come back for another 10, 15 minutes, and then we're going to bring John in to talk about things from the producer's point of view, okay? Perfect. Sounds okay, good. Okay, stay tuned. Bringing you around the world, right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production of 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment that's R-A-K-N-R-O-L-L entertainment Dot com or call 1-818-597-0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio. Rock and Roll Productions, we do it all. www.rakandrollentertainment.com Ever wonder what are the favorite travel destinations of the Hollywood Jet Set? Where do celebrities like to go when they aren't walking the red carpet? Tune in to Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with President of Traveris, David Manning, and Lisa O'Hurley, golf aficionado and wife of actor John O'Hurley. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa talk with well-known actors, sports celebrities, and entertainment insiders to find out about their favorite travel destinations and what they recommend. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa also offer up feature vacations each week and last-minute deals for your next getaway. Find out what's new and exciting in the travel industry, as well as how to raise money for your nonprofit organizations while enjoying a wonderful vacation. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk with David Manning and Lisa O'Hurley broadcasts each Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk, your inside look into celebrities and travel. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice. What if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now back to the show, here's Cindy Rakowitz. Okay, we're going to get back with our guest, Director Erin Christopher from Teen Truth, Teenagers Bullying and School Violence, a must see. A must-see for everyone, really. Um, really, really educational. Amazon.com, 
myspace.com. <laughs> Just uh, key in the words, teen truth, right, Aram? That's it. And um, get yourself this very efficient and to-the-point documentary about how teenagers are thinking today. Um, so, Aram, you were talking about... Um, you were telling me I cut you off, and I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Part of the packaging, but please continue about philosophies and stuff like that. Well, I was just going to, um, we started on how uh, the, the reason that we wanted to do this was the fact that a lot of people are not listening to teens. And the reason we made this documentary so short was to promote discussion, because I, I really think that that's what has to happen today. If if we're going to understand and if we're going to prevent a lot of these incidents from happening, um, people have to talk to their teens, see what's on their mind, see the way they're thinking, see the what, what's happening, you know, at school in their lives. So that way, there's ways to you know help them get through these hard times because high school is such a time where I mean it's it's really just a, a very stressful time for a lot of teenagers, um, and I think a lot of people lose. Um, lose sight or, or for, forget what it was like when they were in school. Oh, except for those of us that had, like, you know, an especially traumatic teenage life. <laughs> right, right, right. But the problem is, you know, and I think, you know, it's so important to hear the teens talk on Teen Truth, but a lot of parents don't think of themselves as teenagers. They don't want to remember. They blank it out. They feel that they're over it and they don't have to relive those painful years anymore. So they go into this denial place where, you know, they kind of don't connect with their kids. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like they're the adults and the kids are the kids and there's this authority thing and that's probably the worst formula for a communication, a healthy communication between parent and child. Um, you know, my experience has been that um, you know, with my teenagers, if I if I shared with them, you know, what I was thinking when I was a teenager and came to that level of an open track without being condescending, but kind of getting on their level and understanding where they're at, it promoted excellent communication. And I think the key is is get your kids to talk to you. The reason why kids aren't talking to you is because the parent usually has a big stop sign on Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like the parent is the parent and they get hooked on authority a little bit. And that's not the way to communicate. You have to guide, not be dictatorial. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. And I think a lot of the lessons that are trying to be taught to these to youngsters or teenagers um, are from that authority perspective. And kids are definitely turned off by that. Um, and And that's the unique... Um, thing about the Teen Truth series because we're actually working on more films, um, and the whole angle that we're taking is that these are discussion pieces. We're not trying to tell you don't do this, don't do that. We're trying to tell you to talk about it, um, and 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 show you the risks um, associated with what could happen if you don't talk about it. And that's what we're, I, you know, you mentioned this is a, a film for parents too, and it definitely is. And that's what we were trying to say is like open your eyes. Uh, who, do you know what your kid is thinking? Absolutely. I, I mentioned in the promo PCE card, which I'm sure you've seen, that, mm -hmm. you know, the movie 13, it's a different art form. You know, I thought for any parents that, you know, really wanted to be open, I thought that Holly Hunter did an excellent job of, you know, how. and I think that 
you know, Rachel Wood also did an excellent job in portraying a wild 13-year-old, you know? Absolutely, and that film was um, co-written by a 13-year-old um, who actually was um, the, one of the main actors in it. Um, and I think that's what makes that film um, so, authentic, you know, authentic. No, it's, uh, it's definitely true. And I thought, that, I, I actually thought, you know, I'm a marketer and a packager, so I'm a little crazier. I'm, I'm, <laughs> you know, I've been doing it for too long. But, you know, I also thought that if Teen Truth was done at the time that 13 came out, it would be a great companion piece. Because, oh, you know, 13, you know, may have been a little bit wild to show in schools, right? Mm-hmm. But, yes, you know, yes. the Teen Truth thing could have, you know, been a companion piece, been distributed at schools, and um, where the kids can look at it in your format, your intentionally, you know, shorter format. It's a half hour, isn't it? It's, uh, I think it's about, tw- yeah, it's a 23 minutes okay. to be exact. I- we, you know what? My family really thought, not that my family's really, you know, the good housekeeping authority or anything like that. But, <laughs> you know, just as like, you know, U.S. family with teenagers, we, uh-huh. we really thought that you put so much information. I mean, we really applaud you for your efficiency because oh, both the you. 17-year-old and the parents, you know, a lawyer and, you know, a, a journalist slash marketer. We we all agreed that it was the perfect piece for discussion. So here's your talking head, your talking head reviewer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. I was I wanted to ask you what your um, teenagers thought of it. Well, okay. Well, the only well, two of the teenagers aren't teenagers anymore. Well, okay. you know, aren't really teenagers anymore. We have one that's twenty, and she's at UC Santa Cruz. Okay. Um, and we have one that's still a teenager, but she's at Wellesley. And okay. um, she's kind of like, you know, a 35-year-old packaged in a 19-year-old body. <laughs> um, okay. So, you know, the guinea pig with us was, you know, the 17-year-old who, you know, had, who could really relate to teens that had struggles and problems, being, you know, the youngest child, um, you know, she really is your sample teenager with the complexities of life and what she had to deal with and how she had to struggle and how sometimes there was nobody to communicate with mm-hmm. um, because she, you know, she kind of grew up internationally, um, which is a long personal story, but her mom is a banker um, okay. at Citibank Worldwide and, you know, the youngest wanted to live with us because she was really tired of moving from place to place. You know, okay. she felt very alienated. Um, but what Teen Truth conveys is you don't have to be traveling around the world from place to place to feel very alienated. Right, right. Um, but she thought that it was the message was conveyed very efficiently. I mean, basically what the 17-year-old said is all this stuff is usually so long and boring, we just don't have the tolerance to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but great. she didn't find that to be the case with this, and she liked the fact that it was all teens talking, and you know it was, you know, teens talking wild. You know, it seemed very un- uncensored. So you accomplished that. Um, oh, I'm glad. I'm glad she uh, she liked that because well, I mean those are who we're really trying to get to. You know, and I don't know why it. I mean, what are you doing? I guess my question is, and John can answer this a little more to make sure that schools have it in their hands. I mean, I know that's a very markety kind of question, distribution kind of question, but it's like, you know, it's got to be shown in social studies classes or, you know, whatever We're, the curriculum may be. Um, 
So what, what's been done to make sure that this is happening, I guess, is the question. Well, we're trying to find every single um, avenue into the schools that we, we possibly can. Um, First of all, our, our our moms are both involved in education. Uh, well, my that's mom's convenient. actually, yeah, definitely. My my mom's on the school board in my hometown, um, and John's mom is, has worked in education for several years. His dad is a retired teacher, um, so they have been great promoters uh, to get it into the schools and in front of educators and um, administrators of education, their faces, and the response has been excellent. We've also uh, approached legislators too um, to see if we can. Because in California, there's a lot of um, very picky rules as far as you know, educational material that's going to be in the classroom. Mm-hmm. And so we've been trying to talk to um, legislators. We have actually have a meeting on Monday with a senator in, from L.A. Um, that's about terrific. Some ideas that they, they think um, how we can get it out there. We're also planning to go to some conferences um, and show the video. Our distributor... Um, uh, human relations media has been very good about um, doing email blasts to schools, um, and then the other, you know, the other thing that we're doing is we're just going out to um, educators that we know and friends of theirs, and just showing them the film, and you know, saying, "Can you put this, you know, in front of um, some friends that are teachers of yours and try to get into their school?" And that is the word of mouth has been so great, and what's been kind of fun is we've had people on the East Coast. Um, contact us and say, you know, I've had my kid say, say this is something that I should see. Um, and it's gone into the classroom that way um, without even, you know, making contact through us. We just want to get everybody talking about this and hopefully showing it to their teen, whether it's in the school, maybe go buy the video at Amazon. Um, and we're hoping that the word of mouth can, can, you know, basically viral, I guess, get it around virally. Yeah, no, well, you know, viral marketing is the way to do things these days, but, uh, you know, I just wish that it was a little, I, I know it's great that you're meeting with, you know, a senator. I think it's fantastic that, you know, you're getting it in front of legislators. It just seems so easy, though, and I'm so glad that both of you have your connections in education because it it, it sounds so corny, but it's the kind of thing, discussion can prevent violence. I mean, mm-hmm. that's really... It's true, and um, you know, the more people and the more schools that portray this, you know, might be preventing a ticking time bomb from going off. Absolutely, and you know, often what happens, it's really, it kind of it frustrates me, and um, I know it frustrates John too. Is we talk to a lot of counselors, and they say, "Well, yeah, we have these problems," and usually they happen uh, about mid-year, uh, and, and I kind of say, "Well." That's why you know, I get this into the schools at the beginning of the year because we're really, I mean, the focus of the film is really not about the shootings or, um, you know, the, the statistics of, or gun control or anything like that. It's more about how the little things bubble up into the big things and how you need to discuss the little things. Because in all of the shootings, in, in, I w- I w- I'll take that back. I'll say in, most, in, in almost every shooting that's happened in schools, there's always been some connection to um, bullying, some kind of form of ridicule um, that that the shooter has had in, in some point in his life. In the Columbine shootings, um, just recently, this just this last summer, they released the journals 
um, from uh, Eric uh, Harris and, and Dylan Klebold. And what's really interesting is a lot of people, um, you know, say that these two individuals were crazy, and and definitely they had a lot going on in their head, and they they did a uh, just a, a horrible act. What's really interesting, though, is that when they release these journals and they read through them, it's all about how they were not connected, how they were lonely, how nobody talked to them, how they all they wanted was a friend or a girlfriend. And it's just interesting to see how that bubbled into this big tragic event. Uh, like, it, what would have happened if there was some connection? No, I, I and I think that's you know that's the message. I mean, that's the message, and you deliver it really well. We have to wrap up with you, Aaron, because I okay. promised your partner John that he would be on for the next two segments, and we're going to continue talking about it. Wanted purposefully to get the director's point of view and the producer's point of view, so. Um, we're expecting for John to call in, and I really thank you for getting up so early and sounding so articulate and joining the show. And we'll make sure that, from Voice America's standpoint, that we get the word out about this fabulous, fabulous DVD, Teen Truth, okay? Well, thank you very, very much for having me on the show. It's a pleasure, really, and lots pleasure of talking luck to you. to you. Okay, we'll stay in thank touch. You. Thank you, yeah, definitely. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Unlimited talk at your fingertips, voiceamerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment. That's R A K N R O L L Entertainment.com. Or call 1 818 597 0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio. Rack and Roll Productions, we do it all. www.rakandrollentertainment.com. Join Patricia Raskin, host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Positive Living, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Albert Einstein once said, Nothing happens until something moves. Will your movement towards realizing a dream, making a long-lasting change to your life, or simply putting a daily smile on your face is just a click away. Tune into Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney and free your mind, open your heart, and ignite action in your life. Host and commander in change, empowerment coach, and international speaker, Scott Chesney shares his insights to making the most out of your daily lives. Scott interviews people who are maximizing their lives, the most recognizable transformationalists and leaders around the world, as well as those hometown heroes that move, touch, and inspire the best in all of us. Stay tuned into Maximizing Life for Scott's one-on-one coaching with callers. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney broadcasts each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America channel. Maximizing Life 
with Scott Chesney, inspiring you to live life with passion, purpose, and limitless potential. Bringing you around the world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards than she can hang on her wall, including three Clios. Call in now at 1-866-472-5788 and you can have one. Okay, maybe not, but she will answer your questions. Now back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. We're back on the air talking about Teen Truth, an inside look at bullying and school violence. And we had a terrific interview with the director, Erin Christopher, and now we have the producer, John Paul. Welcome, John. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me on the show. You're very welcome. Did you hear the first two segments? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Okay. Well, you know, we got a lot of information out there in a couple of minutes, and now you have the... um, you know, you have the option of continuity. We didn't just stop short. We could continue rather than just stopping and having a different point of view, right? <laughs> yeah, very cool. Very cool. Um, but we were talking about, um, you know, what's going on and getting, you know, an update with some of the people that were involved in Columbine and how maybe this could have, you know, helped if this existed before Columbine happened, right? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> um, you know, but... From a producer's standpoint, well, you ha- you kind of had some easy stuff happening for you. You went to school with the director, <laughs> your friend. Right. <laughs> uh, and the other thing is, is that you both have parents that are involved in education. So you kind of had some really great things working for you as a producer, didn't you? Yeah. No. I mean, the project. Uh, I mean, obviously, we we started putting it together a year after Columbine, so. We've been working on it for five or six years. <laughs> wow. There were easy, there were easy aspects of, of getting it shot, um, but at the time, I don't know how familiar you are with post production. Um, there's a software called Final Cut. No, we we we, we know that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. No, I know a lot of people probably don't, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know if your audience. I mean, six years ago, Final Cut wasn't really around, and we would spend times time actually over at Universal Studios at midnight on their Avid systems trying to put together, you know, some stuff for Teen Truth. So it took a while to, um, you know, bring the project together and, and actually get it to market. And over the years, this Final Cut really took hold, and, and we got to use it. You know, we basically got to set up our own editing studio here in our office. And, you know, we were able to bring B1 Films in and, and Brian Johnson to help kind of exec produce it and basically take it to that next level. Okay, well, in the first two segments, we certainly heard um, what your intention was in getting this produced, and we think that it's fabulous that you really wanted to get into the teen's head, and we think that it's fabulous that you're bullishly marketing this to, you know, to educators. And, you know, Aram mentioned the fact that you're meeting with legislators and all of that kind of stuff, and I think that's really important. I mentioned in the first two segments that, um, in a very complimentary way, you know, not in a negative way, that it was short. And um, I, I think it's so terrific that you managed to keep all of that footage into a half-hour format because, you know, if you want to reach teens, you can't go over a half-hour because they just don't have the attention spans for it. And um, in the way that classrooms are set up, you know, they're 45 minutes, so... You know, you can't go into two or three classes without teachers and principals 
feeling that you were interfering with their agendas, you know. Right. So I thought it was, go ahead. Yeah, no, it's kind of funny, actually. The initial concept when we did try to take it in the high schools was to make an 11-minute piece, you know, on, on different topics and uh, just basically provide the teachers with a discussion platform to launch off of. And it was interesting because the educational distributor, I mean, they basically kind of challenged teachers. They said, you know, teachers aren't really interested in getting involved. They want to just stick a video in the TV and go read their newspaper and drink their coffee and not have to worry about things. So yeah, we, well, that, uh, that makes for healthy teenagers, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That really took us back. It really kind of upset us. So when we go out, you know, we challenge teachers as well. We challenge them to get involved, and they've actually been some of our biggest supporters um, in the film. So it's nice to kind of see that come full circle where, well, maybe, you know, you know maybe Columbine made the, a lot of teachers rethink, you know, about the realities of what can happen when you just want to have coffee and a bagel. I mean, yeah, I'm not putting exactly. anybody specific down, but, you know, the mentality in schools has become, um, you know, let's keep the kids occupied, you know, yeah. you know, let them do some computer stuff, you know, let them do this, let them do that. And, you know, then I'll come back in 20 minutes and if they have any questions. You know, it's um, it, it's anti-communication. And, again, I'm not being specific. There are exceptions to every rule. But, you know, you guys did the research. I mean, the cover of your of the DVD, um, you know, the package says 10-year total, seven countries, 23 states, 62 students killed, 138 students wounded, 25 teachers killed, five teachers wounded, um, you know what? <laughs> if that isn't a wake-up call, I don't know what is. Yeah, and, well, I agree. I agree. And I mean, one thing we're seeing too is there's basically, you know, just as we're young filmmakers, there's a young generation of teachers, and you know, they have a different perspective on education and and being involved in students' lives. And I think you're going to see over the next ten years, teachers, you know, are going to evolve um, with this younger generation of teachers that's kind of coming up right now. Well, I think the younger teachers, thankfully, are so sensitive to this, and also they've grown up as kids as a part of the, you know, dot-com internet, you know, right. generation, where before there was really a gap. I mean, right. you had teachers that didn't grow up with computers at all. They just learned the computer, you know, when they were young adults. And, right. you know, then you have these kids that were on computers when they were, you know, four years old, three years old, two years old. So, you know, you have to think about that communications barrier, you know, in yeah. terms of how the different generations had grown up in such different ways. It's a formula for disaster because you right. can't talk to each other. <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, what we're doing now, we're also launching our Teen Truth Live series where we, you know, Aram and I, along with some other motivational speakers throughout the country actually, will, you know, go into high schools show the film and kind of lead, you know, motivational discussion speeches after the film. And um, we're hoping that we can, you know, not only engage teachers while we're there, but also engage students. Well, I mean, that's the, that's the main point, isn't it? Yeah. Students yeah. watching people like themselves. Um, and, again, you did it so well from the student's <laughs> point of view. I mean, you know, you're looking at, you know, teenagers raw. And yeah. you're looking, you did such a great job at picking the kinds of kids that, you know, are having everyday teenage self-image problems. And that's really it, isn't it? It's a lack of confidence. It's, um, you know, worrying about your peers. It's, 
it's worrying about how you look. You know, it's all yeah. about not fitting in, isn't it? Yeah, it's funny. When you're a teenager, life is moving so fast, and you're so worried about everything. And it's funny. When you're an adult, you realize how small many of those problems were. That You know, that old saying, if you can live through this, you can live through anything. And I think that's what we need to teach these teens is, you know, you be resilient, show empathy to each other, you know, and, you know, have fun in high school. Get through your problems and talk to other people if you're, if you're having issues and, you know, we, we can all kind of learn to live together. All right. No, I, you know, again, I, you know, I, Cindy Rakowitz gives it, you know, five stars because <laughs> <laughs> the communications, you know, the communications element I think is a lifesaver and I'm really not yeah. exaggerating and I'm not amplifying it. I think. No, that's cool. We'll, uh, we'll keep you posted because we're, we're, uh, B1 just kind of, um, gave us funding to do the next one on drugs. No, I, I, I think that's really terrific. Well, you know, we have a couple of minutes before break, and then you're going to finish yeah. up the show. Um, but I, what I'd like to talk about in the next segment is how, you know, you met Brian Johnson and mm-hmm. how you engaged him, whether you knew him before or whether you just looked him up, because I think that's a fascinating part of it, because without, you know, the financing, you can't really do anything, could you? Right. right. Now, now, you know Brian, right? Well, that's how we, that's how we all okay. came together. Yeah, yeah very cool. He's a great guy. Um, you know, he's, but, you know, in the next segment, I'd really like to talk about, because I know that he's very into um, educational films. You know, right. I know that he really felt strongly about producing films that will make a difference and enhance communication between parent and child or parent yeah. and teenager. So, yeah. um, you know. He's a... He's a son of teachers also. <laughs> well, listen, you know, it all makes sense. At least you picked yeah. the right parents for yourself before you decided <laughs> to, you know, be a part of their families. But, no, right. I think you really got something here. And in the next segment, we'll talk about it a little more. So stand by. And, again, okay. I want to tell everybody that you could get your copy of Teen Truth by going on to Amazon.com or through MySpace. Am I right? Yes, uh, MySpace.com slash Teen Truth is... Uh, you know, we have uh, we have banners there where you can click to buy the DVD or click to buy the curriculum. And you can also be part of our interactive community. Um, you know, we're, we're kind of trying to engage kids even on the Internet as well, and it's actually working. Um, if you read some of the comments, they're starting to communicate back and forth and to communicate with us even. <laughs> no, well, that's the point, isn't it? Stand by, and we'll be right back with John All Hall, right. producer. Thanks, Cindy. Streaming the world over. VoiceAmerica.com Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties, festivals. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment that's R-A-K-N-R-O-L-L Entertainment Com, or call 1-818-597-0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio. Rock and Roll Productions, we do it all. www.rakn.rollentertainment.com.
West Coast Business Review and host Annie Campbell presents Show Me the Business. Each week, you'll hear exciting guests give you vital information on advancing your business and career. Learn how others have built their empires, from best-selling authors to renowned entertainers. Listen every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific Time on VoiceAmericaRadio.com. Visit our website at www.WestCoastBusinessReview.com. West Coast Business Reviews, show me the business, connecting you to the business world. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Get free advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now. Call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now let's get back to more stars of PR. Here's your host and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Okay, we're back with the division of stars of PR, and we're talking about teen truth and inside look at bullying and school violence, and we have John Pohl, the producer, and John... Let's revisit. Did you know Brian Johnson before? Did you all go to school together? <laughs> Is that no, really a thing? <laughs> no, I actually uh, spent some time over at Disney um, producing DVDs for them, and I did some work with Brian while I was there. Um, you know, Brian's background is as a DVD producer as well. Right, and advertising, I think, as well. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Right, and, um, you know, so you told him what you wanted to do, and he said, oh, great, we'll finance it. <laughs> Is that no, short strokes? <laughs> I mean, basically, uh, you know, as the DVD industry is changing, one of B1's goals is to kind of get into original programming, and they've started doing DVD board games straight to market, and he saw an opportunity for Teen Truth, you know, and, and, and kind of filmed entertainment to develop B1 films. Um, like I said, Brian's a son of a teacher, and he was very interested in the topic matter and, and very interested in kind of, you know, our whole thing is we want to make a difference, and... Um, Brian's obviously very interested in that as well. So um, to get him to fund it was actually fairly easy um, once we got HRM video on board uh, to distribute the curriculum. Well, it's interesting. Um, it's always about the distributor first no matter what, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. No matter well, what you product know. you're marketing, people, it's always about the distributor first. If you get the product somewhere, <laughs> anywhere, <laughs> you know, yeah. even if it's into homeless people's hands, whatever, if you have distribution, you'll get the money. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, that's what kind of gives you the credibility because they can say, well, you know, films like this bring in this amount of revenue every year and, you know, they, you know, can justify this type of investment and that's basically what it allowed us to do. And, you know, Brian's been fully supportive. And the cool thing about B1 is, you know, we were able to use all their resources and their artists and, you know, their post-production facilities. So it it was really a great relationship for us. No, it was terrific, especially because... um Aaron mentioned that, you know, at the time that you were shooting this, Film Pro wasn't really a part of our world yet. Yeah, Final Cut. Right, you know, yeah. Film Pro, Final Cut, you know. Yeah. Any of those programs. Yeah, and, no. um, You know, Final Cut, you know, I watch, like, little kids, you know, making their own home movies on Final Cut, and I'm like, only if I had that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, pretty amazing. You guys were still sitting in an Avid room. And Avid, listen, it was an evolution. I grew up in television at the time when uh-huh. we were actually editing, you know, I don't even want to tell you what we had to do to edit a news piece. It was, you know, such a production. Um, right. You know, so I really emphasized with what you had to do. And the piece is just cut really well. I mean, you know, again, you're... You've reached the goal of being very, I, I call it very MTV style, but it's actually, um, 
you know, to the point, it's um, wonderfully cheapskate. And I don't mean cheap. Cheapskate in the way that teenagers can relate to it. Right. You know, you're getting through all the crap, and you're bringing the most interesting, um, you know, visuals and the most interesting sound bites, you know, to the DVD, and a teenager won't get bored at all. I think they'll be enthralled, and I'm sure that's the feedback that you've received. No, yeah, and thank you. I mean, it's kind of interesting. We, you know, we've obviously made other films, and whenever you screen a film, everyone kind of has comments, and they want to give their suggestions or their make their, you know, make their given their two cents. But anyone that sees Teen Truth, it, I, I've never made a film that that has this wide of uh, you know universal acceptance. Everyone that sees it is just like, wow, this is an amazing film. Other people need to see this. No, definitely. Now, Aaron mentioned in the previous two segments that you're going to have panels in classrooms, hopefully, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that's the uh, Teen Truth Live that we're starting in January. Now, I know that, you know, teenagers have to go to school, so this might be hard, but I thought, you know, for some of those panels, it would be really intriguing if one of the teens can be there. Oh, one of our kids? Yes. Yeah, that would be a great idea. Because, you know what, I I mean, again, this is very marketing-ish, but I'm a marketer, so I can't help. (laughs) But, um, you know, when kids, when teenagers actually see a live person, you know, they get really excited. I mean, you know, that feeling of this person being some sort of a celebrity doesn't go away. Um, Right. You know, and if, I, I mean, even if it were just for, you know, for some of the schools that might be near, you know, geographically convenient to some of the teens that are in Teen Truth, I think that the teenagers would really become excited and engaged if one of the kids actually went to those live panel discussions. Yeah. No, I think you're hitting on the head. It's funny. NBC actually did a piece on us, and they sat down and interviewed me, and they interviewed Teresa, um, one of the girls that did shoot the video. And when they cut the final piece, it was, like, all about Teresa. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I Where's think my kind of, time, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, she did great. It was awesome. I mean, I mean, it, it is it is good for you know other people to see these kids and for them to kind of legitimize the project. Well, it's um, a whole do, you know again, it's the whole YouTube mentality of yeah. you know the people in videos being the stars. You know, mm-hmm. and the more everyday and the more real life they are, the more intriguing it is to other people. And you know, it's just the way that. Things are marketed today. Um, right. And although producers and directors, you know, and creative folks might want to go against the marketing grain, you know, there's one thing that will always hold true. You know, no matter who the talent is, people are intrigued by the talent. Right. Um, you know, and I yeah, thought I mean, these kids that you picked were just incredible. And I know that wasn't, you know, accidental. <laughs> you know, you picked these kids for a reason. Yeah. No, they they were great kids. and. And in the in the presentation, we're actually kind of working in um, another one of our film projects is about Ryan Bellflower. He's an autistic basketball player out of Fresno um, that made a last second shot in one Sorry of. Sorry about my dog, by the way. He's oh, getting very okay. excited about something. Who's <laughs> that when you're live at home all the time? But go ahead. I'm sorry for interrupting. Um, anyways, Ryan was an autistic basketball player in Fresno, California, that ended up making a last second shot in his uh, you know last game of his career, basically. And so we have incorporated him into Teen Truth Live where, because the great thing about Ryan and, and kind of like bringing him together with Teen Truth is Ryan's autistic and he was kind of set outside the circle, you know, by nature. 
Right. And his school really accepted him in and, and really, um, you know, kind of showed him the love and allowed, you know, this autistic teenager to grow in their community and really achieve this great moment. When he hit this shot, he was on HBO and he was on ESPN. And, you know, we basically want to show the kids this video and say, hey, you know, while Teen Truth, you know, kind of punches you in the gut, here's another element of life that can, you know, when you're nice to each other and when you show empathy and when you learn to be resilient, you know, you you and the people around you can achieve great things. I, I No, I think that was a nice touch. Yeah. And um, yeah. obviously, again, it's about how people communicate with each other and engage with each other. And if you pay attention to somebody that even has a special problem, you know, they could flourish. Yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of these, um, you know, for lack of a better word, these these shooters, these these kids in the past that have done the shootings. I mean, they could have flourished, you know, if people just listened to them or talked to them, or you know, someone did something different in their day. Well, let's talk you know. about the profile again. Aram started talking about it in the very last segment, and I wanted to continue with you. Let's talk about Columbine and you know mm-hmm. the profile of a shooter. And, yeah. you know, what what happens in their heads? I mean, you know, again, we know it's a teenager, so we know they're very disturbed. You know, yeah. people are so quick to judge people and label people, you know, murderers. But what happens? Well, it's funny. I mean, Newsweek actually published their journals from Columbine. And, I mean, it's just amazing what they wrote. I mean, they wrote things like, if someone would just be nice to me today, this would all be avoidable. Yeah, and um, there's some truth to that, isn't there? Yeah, and, you know, they, they kind of just saw themselves as outside the group, and unfortunately they saw it as hopeless. They they didn't see a way in. And what Teen Truth kind of preaches is if you are outside the group and, and you are kind of feeling um, hopeless, uh, for lack of a better word, you know, reach out to others. Re- reach out to, you know, your fellow students or, or your administrators or, you know, find another way to get involved in school. So how um, could the how could the shooter at Columbine, if we were to go back in time, you know, how could it have been avoided? Who should have, who should he have reached out to? And I know this is a Newsweek, but I want the exclamation point because I'm talking to a producer of a documentary. So. Right, right. Well, I think, um, I mean, uh, you know, what the film preaches too is is I think that these kids did reach out. I mean, other kids at school might have known about it and. You know, if they reached out to other kids, you know, maybe these kids could have told administrators or could have um, helped change things. I mean, obviously the parents, you know, might be at fault as well. (laughs) Well, you know, again, a parent, a teenage parent has to be really aware. You mentioned before, you know, the going to get a donut and coffee after you, you know, leave, you know, teenage kids, um, you know, to themselves to do something on their own. I mean... Every teenager wants to engage with an adult. I mean, maybe, you know, there's defense at the beginning, like, I don't need an adult, blah, blah, blah. But the truth is, is that, you know, every teenager really needs a gold star. They might act like they don't need it, but they need it. I agree. I agree. And, um, you know, I, I think the whole point is, is that if you put up a wall, it could be deadly. Yeah. I agree. And, um, you know, that's why everybody that is in school administration or any parent has to get Teen Truth. And what's the URL for the discussion group, John? 
Again, it's myspace.com slash teentruth, and you can also link to it off aramchristopher.com oh, or okay, well, that's d1films.com. All right, well, I really urge every parent, you know, because, again, I don't have teenagers listening to the show unless they're my own kids, but, you know. Yeah, no, we, we really developed it, hopefully, to be a tool for parents, even inside the house, you know. Absolutely, and if you're a parent and you're listening to this show, you must, see Teen Truth because it really can make things a lot easier in the communication with your teenagers. And I have to close up now, John, but, you know, this show lives on for eternity on voiceamerica.com. You could download it and put it onto your own websites because, you know, we encourage that. It's educational, and we wish you the best of luck. Oh, very cool. Thank you so much for the support, Cindy. We really appreciate it. All right. Always there, so keep in touch, okay? We will. All right. All right. Take care now. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Please come back next and every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific time for more insider information on the world of public relations with Cindy Rakowitz on Stars of PR. We'll see you next week.